0: I V M. Episode of Triangle of Friends. I'm Munish. As always, I'm joined by Nishant. On yesterday's episode, we discussed the Warriors and we were doing a plane spot, the Western Conference plane spot contenders. And we spoke at length about the Warriors, and that's all that we had the time for. On part two of that episode, we'll talk about all the Lakers. Other oh, okay. <laughs> the Lakers might just not make it to the plane, they might just qualify directly. <laughs> So, so they in the, the playoffs. <laughs> uh, so the teams that are contending: the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs have surprisingly managed to remain there. I we ruled them out at the start of the season, but yeah. they've been doing. They've been punching above the weight. The Memphis Grizzlies has been amazing as well, given that Ja Morant had missed a lot of games in between due to injury and all of the other reasons. And then the Pelicans, who actually have a decent squad, have had lesser injuries than all of the other squads, are currently not in the playoff spot. <laughs> and I don't know how Sacramento Kings manages to stay relevant despite all of this. Uh, before we even get there, who are your picks for the 8, 9 and 10 spots?
1: Yeah, so as things stand now, uh, I, I think the Mavs are safe. They'll finish 6th or if Portland have an abysmal run of games, maybe, uh, sorry, they'll finish seventh, or if Portland have an abysmal stretch, Mavs might even move up to to sixth. And then the top five is, there's a slight gap, uh, and then come the top five. Um, That's how I expect at least that part of the table to look like. Until rank seven, I I don't expect any entries from this lot to make a push now. So then you've got the Grizzlies, you've got the uh, Spurs, um, and then you've got the Warriors. Now the Pelicans are slightly outside the top ten, and then the Kings are not far behind. I actually think there's a pretty OKC are rank in the middle of nowhere, where <laughs> like they're in that spot where like what are you even doing, man? Either make a push for the planes or go tank. Like what are you all doing? So okay, but but what do they tank for? We forget that this is OKC. They don't need to tank. <laughs> <laughs> They've got like 20 picks just in next season's draft. But I think the most exciting race, on a side note, by the way, is the race right at the bottom where Houston Rockets are trying so hard to finish bottom. But Minnesota, with all of those stars, is still rock bottom and rocking it there. But uh, I think, I don't know if the Spurs can last the distance. I still Mm -hmm. want to stand by what I said at the start of the season. I think they've done great for themselves. Um, A lot of players have stepped up. I think it was Candace Parker that said in any other era, DeRozan would be one of the, considered one of the greatest players to ever play basketball. Yep. And, and I completely buy that. Young DeRozan, he said he modeled his game after Kobe and it shows he was an above-the-rim player like Kobe, incredibly athletic. Like you, you look at his highlight dunk packages, it's ridiculous what mm-hmm. a young DeMar DeRozan used to do. Yep. And he's one of those mid-range you know, phenoms, all of that. Uh, but I don't think they, they have enough depth to last. I, I expect them to drop out. They lost a bit of muscle in the Aldridge um, you know, e- right. exit situation, so so I think they they at some point will drop to tenth or eleventh. I'd expect both Warriors and the Pelicans to outlast them. Mm-hmm. Warriors, despite all their frailties and all the stuff we criticized, it's a Steph Curry team. I'd, I'd I'd expect them to move up. Yep. <clears throat> Kings are the interesting ones. Right. Where do where do they go and how in the world did they get here? Because they took on Whiteside, put him on the bench. They had a couple of other options. He was their third option. Right. Um, they gave up. And I, I hope I got his first name right. We always get confused over this. Bogdan Bogdanovich, they moved him out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Lost some three shooting in the process. Um, but two things happened. One, Halliburton turned out to be an amazing draft pick. Super, and yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's probably inching ahead now for rookie of the year now that Lamelo is sure. out, out injured, right? So that, that happened. Buddy healed, found his touch again mm-hmm. because it was between him and Bogdanovich. There was a lot of back and forth on who's going to start, who's going to come off the bench, yep. what roles will they play. I, I think this extended run has, mm-hmm. has been beneficial for him, for Buddy Heald. But the biggest difference, of course, is De'Aaron Fox came back and he started balling. Right. I, it's just as simple as that. Uh, Fox came back, start balling. Uh, to the point where maybe Magic Johnson should have drafted him, not Lonzo. That, that was a possibility. But uh, they're an interesting piece. I really don't know where it all falls apart for the Kings. That's the mysterious uh, one mm-hmm. out of all of these guys. Like, I have a sense of what I would expect the Pelicans to do. They can make a push. I think they can move up. Warriors, we know what they are and what they aren't. They're basically a Steph Curry team and that's that. Right. Um. Grizzlies, I, I love that team. That's another one of those. Uh, like Phoenix, they have a lot of young, exciting players to look forward yep. to. Phoenix, the only edge Phoenix has is that they have Chris Paul. Um, that the Grizzlies don't. But like I said, I'd love to see Jamurant in the in the playoffs, and I think they'll pull through. So I I'd see I see Grizzlies holding their spot. I mm-hmm. see Warriors and Pelicans both moving past San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Kings are the wild card. I genuinely don't know where they finish. It could be 10th, it could be 11th, it could be 12th, where they are right, right now. That's the wild card pick for me. But so to answer your initial question, 7, 8, 9, 10, I, right now I'd expect it to be Dallas, Memphis, the way they are. Um, I'd expect Golden State and Pelicans, 9th or 10th, you can switch them. Got it. That's how I yeah. see the planes shaping up.
0: I agree. I, I love the Memphis Grizzlies as well on that note. Uh, they are a fun, young, core team to watch. Fun, fun, young team to watch. I think they enjoy playing. You can see yeah. always they're laughing around there. And when you're having fun, I think it tr- translates into results. And that's what you're seeing with the Memphis Grizzlies. They, are, they have this incredible streak going on. Seven wins out of the last ten. All the three losses coming against Utah Jazz, who <laughs> are the top in the league's so we we'll can complain there. And one, I think a couple of those losses were less than five as well. So, they're pushing even the topmost teams and they could be a party spoiler, you know, if they end up playing against the Phoenix Suns, uh, they could probably nick a game or two and then stretch them out. So, I think Memphis Grizzlies are going to be super fun yeah. to watch in the playoffs. I really would love to watch jamarant in the playoffs. I yes, have no fear, right? The entire team has no fear. Like, Jamorant tried to end Gobert's career with a dunk. <laughs> like They have no
1: conscience. They just don't know what to do and what not to
0: yeah, that's that's a fun team. The Warriors we've spoken off about them. I don't want to go into the Warriors discussion yet again. The, Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. I think that's an interesting piece because if you look at each of them individually, right? Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, even that's a fun team. That's a good yeah. team, and they're having good numbers as well, good years as well. Yeah. Lonzo Ball is on a contract year, so he's balling out. Mm. Zion Williamson is having a record year: twenty plus games and twenty plus point games in twenty five consecutive games with a 50% shooting, equals Shaq's record and might as well break it in the next game. Yeah, And Brandon Ingram was, at the start of the year, we were talking about him being an NBA All-Star team. So he's been good as well. But despite all of that, they've not been winning, which is kind of surprising. Uh, they had this decent run in the recent past over the Zion Williamson streak. I think they've been the 4th or 5th best offense during this yeah. streak which yeah. is really good but I think where they lack is defensively Steven Adams is no longer looking like the Steven Adams we knew from a few years back. Mm. Eric Bledsoe I think is kind of diminished as a player so that's where they lack and I I still see Zion Williamson and Ingram pushing them through and finishing 10th like you said uh, I think that will happen but what do you think about Zion Williamson? Crazy streak going on how do you stop this guy?
1: You don't uh, You get the <laughs> ball. you get the ball out of his hands your best hope is that you force him to pass. Your kind of next best option is you force him to take a bad shot, like a turnaround jumper or something that he's not comfortable hitting. If he if he turns and squares up against the basket, it's over. So yeah, what you've got to do is prevent that from happening or load up people. Like he can run through one person. Can he run through two? And there's only one way to find out. So you don't... Um, Stop Zion, you you contain him as best you can and you make sure the others don't do damage. Okay, Zion's going to go for 25-30 a night. Um, can you stop Lonzo from set shooting? Can you stop Ingram from cutting to the rim and all, all, all of that other stuff? I think that's where the game is won and lost. And really, given how atrocious the Pelicans are on defense, I'd even say, hell, let let Zion shoot. Or, or don't mm-hmm. don't worry too much about containing him. It's two points here and there is not going to kill you. You're not going to stop him from scoring. Go down the other yeah. end and get your buckets because they're atrocious on defense. Right. Zion's true shooting is what? 65%, 68%? Yep. It could be 80%. And they're not stopping anything <laughs> at the other end. They have, if not the worst defenses, one of the worst defenses in the league on paper. As good as their offenses, it's not Brooklyn Nets or Denver Nuggets good. This This yeah. can be stopped. This offense can be stopped. It's not... It's not that good yet. Um, So that's their biggest drawback. There are two. If I could point out two things which are keeping this team from winning and two things that explain just how this team has a bunch of players, most of whom have improved from last season. And they had decent seasons last season. And even this season, a bunch of them get good stats. All of them do what they're uh, asked to do. And yet they somehow find a way to go lose that game. I I was wondering, why does that happen? And I tried to find the answers through numbers. And there are two things that stand out. One, this team doesn't defend at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, They used to be an okay-ish defense last season. But then they lost Drew Holiday. That's a death blow to your perimeter defense. Yeah, And you got Bledsoe, which it's not that much of a step down. At least last season it wasn't. But Bledsoe hasn't been that guy for a while now. So they've they've taken a pummeling there. Um, And... Their three shooting is the other one that suffered. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday is not a bad shooter to to have at all and and then coupled with the fact that they play Redick lesser and lesser and lesser and, and to the point where it was um, that that didn't yeah that didn't do them any favors. Um, they actually they're well below average on on three shooting as as a team. Right. This team, and I was stunned to see Lonzo attempts around eight three pointers a game. Yep. He's not your best three. I know he's been shooting well above average this season, like 38-39% this season. And and full credit to him, the guy with the wonkiest shot in the league is now a, a catch-and-shoot specialist. Who would have seen that coming?
0: Yeah, uh,
1: With the ball in his hands, he can do damage. He's got vision. But he's now added that facet to the game where when they rotate the ball between Ingram and, and Zion, who understandably see high usage rate, Lonzo has now developed this side of his game and a new shot mechanics where he whizzes around the court, kind of like Steph Curry, finds an open shot and he's now taking, uh, I think two-thirds of his three attempts are now catch and shoot um, attempts. He's become a set shot specialist now. That's unbelievable, but it's not enough. If Lonzo is your best three shooter and your highest three-volume shooter, it's not going to cut it in the league. Then just stop shooting threes because it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. So these are the two things where they really lag behind but it's the defense that will kill them down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Like we've said yesterday in yesterday's episode, three-shooting is incredibly important today, but there are teams that prove you can go get W's even without outstanding three-shooting. Mm-hmm. Lakers won a chip without having great three-shooting. Where these guys get killed, the Pelicans, and why you see a lot of close games being tossed away, I mean, the blowouts are the blowouts, right? You can't really explain that for any team. And the Clippers got blown out by 50 against the Mavs. You can't explain mm-hmm. that. And they had PG on the floor. So, Okay, now I get it. But with, with the Pelicans, <laughs> the Pelicans, their lack of defense, that's what turns close games into decent margin defeats and what mm-hmm. could be decent margin defeats into blowouts. When push comes to shove, they don't have the ability to get a clutch stop. They have the ability to go down the other end and score. This is the oldest saying in basketball. They can do that. They can't get a stop. So it doesn't matter what they do, how close they are, they will concede at the other end. That's what's killing them right now. And if it's this bad in the regular season, you can only imagine it'll get worse in the
0: playoffs. They have an interesting scenario, don't they? I mean, they have a bunch of uh, draft picks thanks yeah. to Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis. Uh, they have an interesting situation with Lonzo Ball. Uh, do you think they should renew his contract? Given that they will Zion will be up for a contract renewal the year after. Brandon Ingram is already on a big contract. Do you think? How do you think? Uh, they'll go with the Lonzo situation you think they'll renew his contract keep him there
1: it depends on how close they think they are to a chip I don't think they're very close to a chip even with Mm -hmm. Zion and Ingram getting better they're they're still say three years out the very least from winning a chip Mm -hmm. three years is enough to get in a good draft pick and develop a a point guard especially because they do have blood so it's not like they don't have a ball carrier Uh, I I think I think Lonzo is going to be worth a fair amount of money when he comes to mm-hmm. sign. Is it going to be a De'Aaron Fox-type contract? Maybe not. But he's going to be worth a shit ton of money. At least what the Lakers offered Dennis Schroeder, if not right. if not a little more. right? Somewhere in that ballpark. And I think he'll get it. There'll be a bunch of teams that will come forward to give it. Like the Clippers, would, wouldn't they die to, to sign Lonzo? Yeah. They so badly need a point guard. This guy is now a pretty good three-shooter and a catch-and-shoot specialist. And he defends. That's mm-hmm. invaluable to the Clippers. Like, a defense with, with Lonzo, Kawhi, Paul George, poof. So, there's a bunch of teams that that will be willing to throw that cash at him. So, would Lonzo settle for anything less from the Pelicans? No. Should the Pelicans lock themselves into that? Uh, it severely limits their chances of bringing in any other kind of talent, right? If, if it's Zion right. plus Ingram plus Lonzo. The only time you should do that is if you think these three are good enough to get you to the promised land with with Mm-hmm. Uh, veterans and mid-level exceptions and that kind of stuff around them. I don't think they are. At, at no stage in their career do I think these three can go get a chip with support pieces. I don't just don't see that happening. So then they're better off letting Lonzo go. They have all the draft picks in the world. I'm sure they'll find a good point guard. Or they can even flip a few of those draft picks to get an, uh, a young point guard in exchange who's already proven mm-hmm. to an extent in the league. No, they're better off going that way and continue the build. I think the, this team has the potential to grab at least make a deep playoff run, if not a chip. Uh, somewhere right. down the line, three years down the line. And they should continue building towards that. Giving Lonzo a big contract serial elements, their ability to do so.
0: Right. We spoke briefly about uh, Ja Morant being in the playoffs and how exciting that would be. How exciting would Zion Williams in the playoffs be? I think it'll be an incredible... Uh, I think it's a race between him and uh, Ja Morant right now, right? I mean, we spoke... I think somewhere a few episodes back, we spoke about how yeah. Ja Morant would have been your top pick. I don't really agree with that over a long term. I think Zion Williamson would... He has probably MVP-level credentials. Yeah, yeah. I night.
1: only said that because I don't think there's a long term
0: with Zion. <laughs> but uh, he's incredible. He's averaging 26.4 yeah. and 7 rebounds a game. And he's not even played one full season, which is yeah. crazy to even think about. Yeah. The upside for him is... You can't even see the upside right now. Uh, do you think he's criticized unfairly uh, when it comes to defense? Because... You have the likes of Luka Doncic who doesn't defend. You have the likes of Trey Young who doesn't defend. Yeah. But when it comes to Zion, just because he's huge and you expect him to defend, he came in as the small ball center that you expected him to play. Mm-hmm. But that's not the role he plays. He's kind, of, he's kind of become the ball handler for the Pelicans now. So, you think he's criticized unfairly for his defense? Uh, well, there's a bunch of things to unpack there. Um
1: Zion's playing at a... His PER is 28 for this season. That's a shade below Giannis's MVP yep. season. So that's, that should tell you something. And yet, they don't win games. I just don't get it. Uh, <laughs> Zion's defense... There are two parts. One, easy unfairly criticized? Uh, criticism comes from expectations not being met. So then mm-hmm. the question is really, are the expectations unrealistic? That he's not meeting them? I, okay, this is a league where when LeBron James came in as the number one pick, and I say LeBron because he was the last guy to have this level of hype. Before Zion, I can't think of anyone else that, that even came close. When LeBron came into the league, this is an 18-year-old, straight out of high school, never been to college. First interview, he's never played a second's worth of NBA basketball. This is before he even stepped foot on the court. Mm-hmm. It's across some storied interviewer at ESPN. I don't know who it was that covered it. And this is the first question he gets... You're expected to deliver a championship to Cleveland. Uh, uh-huh. What's your plan on that? Or some such some such question. This is an 18-year-old kid that's never played a minute of NBA basketball or even NCAA basketball. First question is how are you going to deliver a championship to this city that's thirsting for one and that has never had one or like last one like 300 years ago whatever. That's the level of expectation a, a number one draft pick with this much hype uh, gets. And you get the money that that hype gets you. You get the endorsements. You get all of those benefits. So, this is the other side. That's the trade off. Expectations mm-hmm. like this, you'll have to live with him. Shaq had these kind of expectations for the longest time. And yeah. he had to deliver on this. Hakeem for a while. So, I don't think the expectations are unrealistic. And if they're not unrealistic and he's not meeting them, then criticism's fair. I think it would be unfair not to criticize him and give him a different set of standards than what players like LeBron and Shaq have faced all their careers. The, then the point of him not defending... I mean, why is Zion Williamson valuable? He's super athletic. He's built like a tank. He can bulldoze anyone. Are we expecting him to defend the perimeter? No. I think most of the criticism comes from why is he not defending the paint as effectively? He's never been a leaf footed perimeter defender, guards left, left to right on the arc kind of guy. You're expecting him to... Uh, to play somewhere between a wing and a and a power forward level defense, largely in and around the restricted area, it's not too much to ask. And and I'm not even I'm not even saying it's alarming that he doesn't defend at an elite level. It's fine. He, I mean, he is a kid. We forget how young he is, <laughs> just like we forget how young Tatum and Brown are. He's a kid. It's okay. But I don't think the criticisms uh, are baseless by any
0: stretch. Uh, given the immense upside, the infinite upside that he has, and he's already performing at these elite at this mm-hmm. elite level, at least offensively. Yeah. Where would you rate him in the league? Is he in your top 15 already? No. I tried doing this serious? list and I think, I tried doing this list and I think I put him somewhere at 13 or 14. And I was like, wow, in the second year already? Okay, let's go. Let's,
1: so the objective is can I name 15 players better than Zion Williams? Right? As of today.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, as of
1: mm-hmm. today, playing right now. Mm-hmm. Injured, otherwise doesn't matter. LeBron James, Kevin Durant,
0: mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, mm-hmm.
1: Giannis, Kawhi. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. What are we at? Five. Steph Curry. Of course.
1: Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. No way is I am better than Clay Thompson right now. Okay. okay. Thompson. Luka okay. Doncic. Kawhi Leonard. I've mentioned Kawhi already. So Luka. Okay. Devin Lillard. Yep. Okay. Devin Booker. Criminally okay. underrated. Okay. Uh, Devin Booker, right? 10. Okay. Jimmy Butler. Okay. okay. Jason Tatum.
0: Yep. I had Tatum in there. Embiid. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Jokic. Jokic. Jokic.
1: One. One player is all you need. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Name a player. Okay. I'll give it to you. But top 20 at least? Maybe. You can make that argument. Sure. See, my, my biggest thing is if you sort by PER, I'm sure he's right up there. But mm-hmm. you can't be the 15th best player or better in the league in a team that's not really looking to tank and have the kind of record that you do. It just doesn't add up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All of the players, and I'm struggling to remember now, but almost all of the players I've named mm-hmm. have records that justify the talent that they have around them. And I chose my words very carefully. That applies to Steph Curry too. Right, uh, Zion and the Pelicans. It beats me how all of them manage to perform so well and still they don't get the Ws that they do. And maybe it's just an experience they learn how to close out those games. But, but until that happens, nah, you're not you're not the top. The top 15 is incredibly tough. Like I remember there was one season. I think last season it was when somebody said Ben Simmons is not in the top 15. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things where cognitively you think th- there's some dissonance. Like, how can Ben Simmons not be a top 15 player? But then when yeah. you start listing players out and somebody gives you their top 15 and it's a reasonable list, you're like, yeah, I don't know which one of these guys I'll bump uh, bump off to True. bring in Ben. So it's it's one of those things.
0: All right. So that was Zion Williamson. I think uh, he's a walking, talking highlight. Really. It's super fun sure. to watch the Pelicans play despite how bad they are just because he's on the court. Yeah. I've never watched a Pelicans game when he's not on the court it's because it's boring. I mean, why would you yeah. watch Brandon Ingram play or why would you watch lots of... Ball? They're fun. They're fun. But Zion Williamson is another yep. level altogether. Uh, so, final standings, Mavs, Memphis, Warriors, and Pelicans. Right. That, yep. that was yep. mine as well. I think we matched up on that one. But uh, this is a fun episode. I think uh, we'll keep a close eye on this race. Uh, Sacramento Kings have been super fun to watch as well. Yep. I, I end up watching a lot of the Kings games because of time zone. But... Hmm. Uh, I enjoy watching Halliburton play. Yeah, he would be my pick fun. the rookie yeah. of the year, uh, especially given that Lamella was injured. For sure. Uh, Lamella was leading that race by a long, long match, but I think yeah. Halliburton's caught up. So that should be a fun race as well. But that's all I have for today's episode. Uh, I'll catch up tomorrow.
1: All right, man. Cheers. Just-